me to start it, you said? Good morning, PML. It is your boy, is Nefarious here, and I'm here for the breakfast show. I got the breakfast show in the building. I got coffee in the building. Folks, say hello to the people. Yo, what's up, everybody? And I also got HD here. HD, say hello to the people. HD. Hello. HD. Thank here. you, HD. Yo, why are you doing this, bro? I did cook first because he contributes more to the show than you do. He that better. is out of order. You you mess up all the order, man. Show show Vermin. HD has got to be better if he wants to be be first. Fuck That's me. all I gotta say. Be better, HD. Be better. Um, I want to <laughs> talk about trades today, and we're also gonna talk about some of the games that we played. Uh. If any, if any, um, so trades, uh, we could handle last. Let's just go through the games first. Cook, would you be able to pull up my Madden? Yes. So are we doing last week's or? We could just run through the scores of last week and then we'll, uh, any games that, uh, really pop out we'll talk about. Other than that, then we'll just go into the next week. All right. All right. Um, we have Saints, Cardinals, Saints one. I think we powered through five picks here. Might have talked about this one already. Maybe not. But uh, Saints beat the Cardinals 48 to 30. Cardinals dropped to 1 and 6. We did talk about that. And yeah, yeah, we talked about Walter uh, Chase getting cream, cream sauce. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the Saints, three wins this year, by the way, are against the. Falcons, Panthers, and Cardinals right now. They've lost to everyone else. So um, we'll see if the Saints can. They're three and four, but right now it's like, you know, partially scheduled. We'll see if they can pull off an impressive win at some point. Uh, the Ravens beat the Browns 41 to 26. So that moved the Ravens to, I think, three and three at the time. Uh, this, was a, this was a pretty close game. I think the Ravens got a touchdown at the end. To kind of extend the gap, Lamar Jackson had a big touchdown. He ran QB rap. I saw a little bit of this game. 150 and, uh, yards, too. Dang me. Yeah, 150 yards rushing, and J.K. Dobbins had 100 yards rushing. But a lot of that came on, on a 75-yard touchdown run that he ran a QB rap on. But, I mean, that, it's been the best game Lamar Jackson's had this year. 20 for 25, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, only two picks for Deshaun Watson, so that's the best game he's had this year. <laughs> Yeah, that really I, is. I, that's that's. I think he only had one against now. No, he had he had three. Uh, <laughs> boo. He had three, buddy. We'll yeah, try to so, stop me for. So uh, yeah, big big one for the Ravens. Big bounce back. Uh, elsewhere, the Panthers lost to the Bucks, but this was a close game, 27-25. I believe the Panthers had the lead in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, it was a sloppy game. Tom Brady threw three interceptions. I think uh, Codes turned it over at the goal line at least once. Uh, Leonard Fournette was the story today for the Bucks offense. Their passing was a little inefficient, but Leonard Fournette, 167 rushing yards, five broken tackles, two touchdowns on the ground. McCaffrey tried to counter it. Uh, 118 rushing yards and two touchdowns. 
C-Mac also had a receiving touchdown. I mean, it was a pretty clean game by Carolina, it looks like. And it just I think this is this is the most JT's tried for a game. It was against Toads. I think every other game we kind of just loads up in place. <laughs> but I think this game he was trying to actually win. Um, you know, season one JT style. And uh he came close. He came close. He just came down to a uh you know, who close it out and Toads Toads did a good job. Yeah, it, it, like just looking at the stats, it was a clean game for the Panthers, and you know, a game you think they win, but I guess I just didn't capitalize on opportunities as much as they could have because Steph was a winnable game for them. So that drops them to still winless. Codes and the Bucks still undefeated. It's yep. still looking like a timeshare at the moment, partially because the Falcons are in the division and they lost to the Bengals. And I mean, this is another game where Greeny was in it at the end and just like, I don't know, you just cannot close these games right now. And meanwhile, yeah, uh, that's, Cammy, a, that's a surprising thing right Yeah, on the flip end, Cammy, I, I feel like Cammy's been in a lot of close games this year and he has come out clutching every single one of them. It's close enough. Yeah. Clutch Cammy. Cammy clutch. Like, uh, I, I did the week three halftime show. I'm about to submit it. Cammy got a game-winning two-point conversion against uh, the Jets. I think he got a game-winner the week before. Like, he's just coming up clutch in all these situations more than anything else. He's doing a good job, you know, closing out games. And that's why he's sitting there undefeated right now. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to talk about why he's not undefeated at some point. But, um... For now, it's all working out well. Joe Mixon continues to, you know, dominate these football games. And uh, Falcons still looking for their first win at this point. He's still doing He's still doing what he said. He's just waiting for other people to make mistakes because the mistake-heavy uh, matter, as we all know. Yeah, I believe, I believe Greeny fumbled at the end with Cordero Patterson. That's what cost him. He was, like, trying to win the game late. But, yeah, this definitely is a game where you just – Make less mistakes. Like, man, less mistakes and you win it. Make less mistakes than the other guys. Unless you're Wimmy. Wimmy can throw five picks and still win <laughs> four games. I don't know how, yeah. but. It's because he also throws five touchdowns, and it kind of just evens itself out. <laughs> and it creates a close game. Yeah, Wimmy, uh, Wimmy's the outlier there. Uh, but, but then somebody throws seven picks and still end up winning the game, like, or oh, come close to winning the game or something. Oh, it was, uh, it was uh, Tebra. Tebra threw, like, uh, seven picks. And well, yeah, that was that, that was that Chiefs game where they, they, it was ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the next game? Uh, so this is a game that was not played, but this was a, a hot topic after advance. The Lions and Cowboys. So this was a fair sim because they could not agree on a time. There you go, HD. So the Cowboys, the Cowboys ended up winning 37-34, as you'd expect, Cowboys CPU beating the uh, Lions CPU. But obviously the story is about why this game wasn't played. This is your floor, HD. How do you yeah. feel about it? I, I, uh, I don't, they're, they're just, they're, they're both, they're, they're both wrong. Uh, I mean, in the end, uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't see. Well, let's run through the story about what, like, how does, both this wrong. Was miscommunication. Well, because Hefe put in there that um, he can play between. He said I'm available um, at 10 a.m. and then again from six to 10. 
And when I schedule, and whenever I've scheduled anybody else, when you say 10, that means you're, you need to start at 10 or before 10. That, that's your cutoff point for starting the game. And yeah. um, the way, and, and K-Mac comes in, he's like, all right, you know, I'll be on at 10. We'll, you know, we'll go at 10. And when I yeah. said, when apparently came back, came in around like an hour or two before 10 o'clock and said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an hour and, a half. and um, the way Hefe met, well, and then Hefe's like, no, he's like, you know, I can't make it. I'm just like, well, you know, it's your window. What do you, you know, what do you mean you can't make it? Nor did you say anything until an hour later, you know, almost right before 10 o'clock. And, um, you know, the way Hefe explained it, he's like, oh, well, if you work at nine to five, do you clock out at six? Like, that's not how scheduling works. Your your clock your last time isn't when the game needs to end. Your last time is when you can start at the latest. So if you need to be done by ten, your time is six to nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with that. I feel like when you it's are scheduling a game, and and that's just yeah, the way I said it. In chat I, I've last never night seen was someone. Like, all right, so if your window is from six to ten. If I say let's play at nine thirty, and you say I can't play at nine thirty, we need to start at nine. I'm like, what the fuck? Tell me we yeah. have to start at nine then. Like, exactly. why is why is that in your availability window? And I, I thought that was a common sense thing, but I guess not. I'm and I'm just I'm just well, gonna, I because I want to I want to stay consistent. I'll say it on air. Hefe Thursday and Friday kept talking. He mentioned it six or seven times. He he doesn't want to deal with Lane K Mac with Jamison Williams. He mentioned it multiple times, and I'm not accusing hmm. him or nothing. It just it it looks it looks weird to me personally, um, and this is the first time ever that you've just said that your last time is when the game needs to be done by. I've never heard that before. Um, I've never seen it be been done before. I've never heard Hefe say that. that's how he schedules. You know, it just it's just it's weird to me. You know, I'm cool with Hefe. Obviously, I like I like Payback. So you know, I'm not picking any sides. But how it looks is it's a little sketchy. Yeah, and of course K Mac. For someone that if someone's scheduling bad on one end, like K Mac's like, yeah. <laughs> of course it's gonna be it's not gonna end up well because we know K Mac's communication is not always so, like and, instant. And, and, and it's where I am. I had the same issue with K Mac where I was like, All right, bro. Um he said, Oh, I could go at this time. I was like, Okay. Um I could skip the gym at five and we could play, but I need to know. And then I ended up but he doesn't come back until like fucking hours later. And it's like I'm playing in the head. Like I, t- if I, t- I told AT, I was like, if I take my pre-workout, I'm all done. He's not, he's not playing me today, bro. It's not happening until later on that night. So, so, um, that's that's basically where I was with it. It's like if you're not gonna tell me right away, then what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, that's your window, and he hits you up in your window, and then suddenly you're unavailable. That that's not that's not okay. That doesn't yeah that. That's where it's like I, I agree with that. Where it's like, yeah, his scheduling is not on point. But if he says if he comes through w- within that window, and you you bail on him, yeah, that's that's a little messed up. But but, but, but it wasn't his window apparently. What time? <laughs> what time? What time what, the window ended. So my my question is, what time? Uh, what time do you say like? If I say 10 o'clock and you don't show up until, like, an hour before 10 saying, yeah, we could go at 10, like, what if France came up? What if I had to do something? Then, then you should you should say that. If, if, like, if, if something pops up, like, if Pepe left at 8.30, you need to pop in the chat, hey, I'm not available at 10 anymore. We can play, you know, another time or we just can't play. Say something. Don't, don't wait till he hits a spot in your window and then be like, ah, 
you know, I left. Because then it looks like you're just yeah. ducking him. You waited till he told till he told you a time to tell him you can't make it. So I got a, I, I got a question. What time did Hefe say? Like when? No, I want to know okay. the minute. I mean, I, I want to know the minute that transpired when Hefe said one thing and then he responded. Because I I'm not sitting around all day waiting for a man and you know. If somebody wants to go do something, I'm going to go do something. He said, he said, I'll let you know tomorrow, which was the 6 to 10 day. And then he's like, all right, sound. F.A. said, sounds good. And then K-Max like, I'll be on at 10. He said that at 8.45. And then F.A. didn't respond until 9.40 and said, he said, I'm out and about now. I can't do 10. Like, if you left and you left, like, say, okay, hey, I can't play 10 anymore. Don't wait until he hits you up. And then you hit him up an hour later. But, like, like with your situation, I took like we said ten. He showed up at ten thirty. I don't know the rule on the on your on your. T- I don't know how long you get to wait before you get a force win. So I don't know how that works. Codes mentioned that, but I told him I said if, if he says ten, he's not there by ten twenty ten thirty. Go to JT and figure yeah, it out. Yeah. But JT's gonna yeah. tell. I you mean, I think game. I think what happened here is neither person alerted a commissioner about the fact that the scheduling got all flubbed up. Obviously, Hefe wasn't trying to because it seemed like he wasn't trying to play it. But, I mean, K-Mac didn't either. And if K-Mac brought his case over, then, like, for both guys, it could have been looked over. But both guys just let it slide. And, you know, next thing it was a fair sim. I'm cool. I'm cool yeah. with a fair sim. I'm just not cool with how they both handled it. Yeah, exactly. It's like both guys could have done something to prevent it. Uh, they yeah, both I, shot for uh, – K-Mac shot for one window during the – I mean, I don't know if he tried to – did he try to schedule it on Sunday, though? Uh, After they missed on Saturday night? Or is Hefe no. just, like, not around? Like, it doesn't even matter. I think he had a flight. I think he had a flight. No, he left. He, yeah, he so I get... He said he couldn't play. So K-Mac yeah, might try to schedule on Sunday, and then next thing you know, Hefe's out of town. So it was just, like, the perfect mix of bad scheduling. Yeah. They're both bad the, scheduling. I'm, they both I'm are. Cool. I'm, not, I'm not cool how it's handled, but I understand K-Mac's frustration. In, in a Lions Cowboys sim, you know the Cowboys are winning, dude. And that's just so, I, he mentioned that he's like you know he didn't want to play because he knew he'd get the the fair sim win. I mean, and I just I I, I said what I said earlier, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just like have to do that. I think like K Max scheduling, yeah, we're watching on that. But now it's Hefe scheduling, where it's like if Hefe messes up another scheduling, another miscommunication, then it's not a coincidence of Athens twice. Especially if it's, it's against a top tier opponent, if he does it again, then it's not a coincidence. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I agree with that, but I'm gonna have to do that myself to get a win. I think I'm gonna have to <laughs> go ahead and stay in the league, man. <laughs> stay in the league, just stay in PML. Uh, what's the next game? All right, next game: uh, Giants versus Jaguars. This game got a force win, so the final score is not indicative. It's Giants thirty-five, Jaguars eleven, according to the force win. But uh, this game, uh, me, me and I Mike did play it. It lagged out in the fourth quarter. I was up by fourteen points. I had the ball as well, and it lagged out, and we we're just like, "Yeah, screw it, let's do the force win there." Um, it was yeah. a, it was a it was a pretty competitive game. Uh, Hype Mike threw a pick six at one point in the game. He went up seven zero early on. He threw a pick six. Um, I had two big touchdowns with Saquon early on. He busted up like a fifty yarder. Matt Breida got like a thirty yarder. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just you know, it felt like one of those games where whoever made the the least amount of mistakes ended up winning. I think we both threw a pick, and he might have thrown two. But the pick six was really costly in that game. 
And I mean, yeah, just, you know, controlled it on the ground and stuff like that. What we've been doing with the Giants all year long. But it was like, it was a pretty competitive game throughout. And uh, who knows what would happen if he didn't lag out. But, you know, this is the second game in a row, apparently, where he's lagged out at the start of the fourth quarter. So hopefully Hype Mike gets his connection in check. Uh, maybe it's Hype Mike just saying, I'm the whole done playing. And yeah, it lags out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's uh, what happened against Problem when he was up. It happened against me when he was down. So just, just don't, uh, like, you know something to investigate but it's just like it's just uh get your connection in check man we're gonna investigate it <laughs> yeah you gotta get your, your connection in check but uh anyways next game we have the uh colts and titans keeping with the afc south love titans blow out the colts 81 to 20 this score alerted a lot of people but looking at the box score it doesn't really look like the it just looks like the colts let the Titans score 80 on them, which at that point, it's just like, you know, I've, I've been in games like that where it's like, I mean, look, you're going to play that bad. 80 points will go up. Matt Ryan throws six, no, seven interceptions, three defensive touchdowns for the uh, Titans. It looks like it was like he didn't even play Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, two rushes for one yard. I don't know if that's because of usage or because of a potential trade, but Henry didn't even play. Um, is this Ty Chandler? T. Chandler ran for 100 yards. Yeah, Ty Chandler, the GOAT. 66 overall Ty Chandler got the start at running back, it looks like. Uh, Malik Willis had a 63-yard touchdown. Actually had three touchdowns on the ground, it looks like. So. And two oh, in the yeah. air. Yeah, so um, picking on Isaiah Thomas over here. I wonder how many people, uh, wonder how many people have actually thought about the, uh, the, half, the, the mid-season suspensions. Mid-season usage rule. Uh, it, it, it might be pretty ugly if they do that soon. But, um, yeah, so the, the, it was a very uninspiring game. Matt Ryan threw under 100 yards, seven picks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor ran for a buck 25. It seems like he can run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, but uh, Matt Ryan does lead the league in interceptions, so that's going to lose you a lot of games. How many interceptions did he have now? I think, it's, I think it was 35. Yeah, he has more than Deshaun Watson. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Deshaun Watson has 30-plus on here. Um, next game, this was a game of the week, I believe. I, either way, it was a really good game between the Packers and the Commanders. And um, I believe Washington was leading this game a lot through the first three quarters, but uh, the Packers got the touchdown in the fourth quarter. And I remember the end of this game, Wimmy had a couple of good passes with Sam Howell, but Howell just missed the open guy on third and fourth down. and. Um, cost them a chance to win uh, this game. So commanders dropped to four and three, but I mean, they've been in every loss so far. They lost to K-Mac at the last second. Uh, they lost to, what was it? Wumbo where Wimmy fumbled the ball when he was down by three in field goal range. And then he lost this game where Hal missed some open passes. So even though the commanders are four and three, like it's, it's a positive four and three. And then uh, who's uh, that? That's four and three. Sorry about that. Wimmy, Wimmy, I was just going through the fact that every loss he's had, he was in it in the last minute, and including he, this game against the Packers. What's funny is he, he's in it in the last minute, and if I told you we have two users, Sammy uh, and Wimmy, every each one of them has been in it in the last minute, one and six and all. Oh, 
You would totally guess that. Uh, closing out those games, but yeah, I remember last cycle, like part of Cammy was like, you always had the big leads and couldn't like finish the games. So I guess he worked on that during the offseason. And then for the Packers, meanwhile, this moves them to five and two. They just lost the game against the Jets pretty badly. So this was a, a, a good comeback for them, a good uh, bounce back win for them. Uh, the Jets won? I'm sorry. Um, the week before the Jets beat the uh, Packers. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I was just saying it's a good bounce back. Rodgers, 24 for 28, uh, 394 and five touchdowns. So, um, you know, we talk about how this game, like, you know, a lot of people are trying to run the ball and limit mistakes. But if you have an elite quarterback, you can definitely uh, play up to their standards. And Rodgers showing that. Yeah, even in, even in rain games, you could tell, like, I, I don't think – before, like you could tell the difference in QBs, as long as as long as a QB had you know enough throw power, you were fine. But I yeah. think now nowadays you could definitely tell. Yeah, and I I feel those kind of quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Herbert, like those kind of guys with those like the specific abilities. Like Herbert has fearless, Rodgers with gunslinger. Any of the quarterbacks with set feet, leader, gunslinger, like it it definitely makes a huge difference in the game. More than oh, ever. Absolutely. absolutely. Especially oh, with wow. no escape artists, these these pocket abilities mean a lot. Yeah, like when I played him in the rain, you could definitely tell the difference in quarterback. It was it was night and day compared to um, you know, Matt Jones compared to him. Which is yeah. which is exactly what you want from Madden. They're doing a what uh, they're doing a lot better job now uh, of you know portraying that. Mm. So, uh, next game, speaking of the Jets, the Jets did win. Uh, so, back-to-back wins for the Jets. They beat the Broncos. I actually saw a little bit of this game because I, I saw it right before me and Hype Mike played. I didn't see the ending, but I saw some of the first couple of quarters. I yeah. hopped in Debo's stream, and um, the one thing I noticed was he was, like, already bad when I hopped in. I hopped in during, I think, the second quarter. And he was already saying, like, oh, the, the game doesn't want us to win. Game doesn't want us to win. But it was still a close game. Like, he was, it was close through the first three quarters, and he kept on saying, oh, the game doesn't want us to win. And it was just, it's one of those instances where it's like, these are 10 minute quarters. You cannot be saying that in the second quarter of the game when it's close, you know? Yeah, because... that, that I agree with. That I definitely agree with. You could, you could come back at any point. And, you know, like, like Wimmy, like Wimmy with the interceptions. He throws interceptions, but he understands that's 10 minutes in these games. And he's got plenty of time to, plenty of time to rectify any mistakes he, he makes. Yeah. Yeah, so it just seemed like Debo was a little flustered for unknown reasons. He did have a dev game with Cortland Sutton, which he got pretty early on. He got a big touchdown to Sutton in the first half. So Cortland Sutton actually hit superstar. Oh, what did, what did he get? I'll check here. But, yeah, he was like – he kept on saying during the game, he was like, I'm just here for my dev story. I know we lost the game, even though it was close throughout. Um, let's see. Cortland that was, Sutton. That was from who exactly? Debo? Uh, Debo against Fallen. Oh, damn. So, we don't so, like to hear that Debo. Yeah. Um, so he has recuperation, but he also has deep in elite, which could be um, could be a nice ability. Yeah, deep in elite, is, it could definitely be a really good ability. Um, it's, it's, nice, it's nice to see some people here. I haven't had one yet. I don't know about you, Kirk, but I haven't had a single one. 
Well, I have to win too. I've only had one dev game. I, that might partially be because like most of my games just don't even save. Like I, I think I think I've had like four games now that have gone to a, a CPU force win or force loss because of different reasons. But um, yeah, I've only had one so far. And the one guy I got it for I traded. <laughs> uh, uh, who was that? Oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, what were you gonna say? Uh, real quick, just wrapping up this game. So that guy really passed the ball well. Zach Wilson, four picks. Russell Wilson, three picks. It was just – it was like the Jets just won a close game, made the plays at the end. But um, next game – does this game get played, Texans and Raiders? Texans and Raiders. Yeah, that got played. That got played. I got played okay. yesterday. I, I remember um, – what's his name? Madigy or whatever. He um he was asking how to create a scheduling tread. Like yeah, uh, the day before, before advance. <laughs> which is which is something you want to hear? Not not what you want to hear, especially when it's problem. Because you know, problems not making the thread or looking for it. He's just looking to be added. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah. No, a lot of questionable things. But I'm I'm really surprised they they got this game. And I thought for sure this was dead. But um, it looks like it was a close game in the fourth quarter. Uh. 23-17, Texans won it. Don't say this was just a defensive battle here. Um, Derek Carr, 6 for 15, 116 yards, touchdown, two picks. Pretty ugly stat line, but he still had a chance. Um, they'll watch out for O.J. Howard. <laughs> Continues OJ Howard at four catches for 89 yards. So, I guess the number one guy in this offense. Yeah, it was funny. Wumbo said the same thing you did. You know, you didn't you didn't think the game was gonna get played, and that's the real story of all this. I don't know. Called Wumbo a cocksucker and told him the game was getting played. Yeah, I don't know if you were here for all this, but that was the highlight. That was the highlight of the day. Um, and then. I think then problem told uh, Wumbo that if he shows him a picture of him with a female that's not family, then he'll leave the league. <laughs> so that... and, and, then with, <laughs> and then ended it with calling him a pussy. Yeah, it, oh was, uh, it, was, an eventful day. it was an eventful day yesterday between uh, Coach calling out K-Mac for not scheduling um, or being a bad scheduler and... Um, that whole stuff with Wumbo, it was a uh, it was a hectic day. A Saturday was a really hectic day in the Discord. With people being flustered about trades, which we'll get into later. Um, that's pretty funny. Um, next game we one. have the uh, Seahawks and Chargers. So this one final score: Seahawks forty-two, Chargers twenty-six. Now we really got to talk about this game. Go ahead, HP. No, nah, we already talked about it in chat. This is one of those. This is one of those games. You know, uh, what was it? Um, what, whatever week Z played K Mac, you know, he's got his his anger built up from that, and uh, so I just kept posting our game in chat. And they all took it to heart. Um, there was nothing. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. I I threw three picks. Two of them were my fault. One of them was a throw to sack pick. Um, I did come out with a new offense. I'm still learning. So that was kind of fun. Um, Z won't admit it, but it definitely created some holes in his defense and gave him problems. Um, yeah, well, um, Herbert passed for 432, it looks like. So 
yeah, yeah. definitely so, got besides the picks i mean he always got yards yeah. which we don't see from a lot yeah, of guys so, like like yeah but you know like i said i'm learning the i'm learning it still and uh that you know reads comes with that so you know if i'm not making the right read i'm gonna make a mistake um so i i made i made too too many mistakes and um I mean, really, he got a garbage time touchdown. The game was closer than the score looks. Um, mm. But it, it was a good game up until, like, halfway through the third. It looks like the difference this game was he was able to get the run going. He ran for over 200 yards, and Damian Harris he, 15 for 38. That that Penny uh, Penny broke a 91-yard run at the end with, like, 40 seconds left. Um, mm. I think he got – because I, I had a chance to get the ball back. and Yeah. Uh, I would only have like 30, 20, you know, 30 or 20 seconds and I would have needed an onside kick. But I mean, I've gotten plenty of onside kicks to the point where I was confident. If I score, I had a decent chance. But um, yeah, so I thought I asked him out and he ran, he ran the 90 yard run. And uh, so that's what made it the, what was like 16, 17 point win, whatever it was. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to uh, teach me the secret to the onside kicks. I don't think there's anybody that's gotten more onside kicks than HD. I'm elite. <laughs> I am elite. I'll I mean, no one's got more practice at the onside kicks in game. Listen, the only practice oh, I had oh, was oh. the one that I did against drama. That was a practice one. The other one's <laughs> that's what you That's what he's saying, man. You're you always coming down to an onside kick. <laughs> um. So this moves the Seahawks to five and two. This is a good bounce. I mean, Seattle's kind of rolling right now. Five and they lost their first game and they're playing well. Yeah, he's he's starting to figure out this Seahawks roster. He's got Kenneth Walker grooving just about every game. Meanwhile, Chargers. I mean, they're still in this uh this AFC. What is it? AFC West. So I, I dropped I dropped to the bottom, but I mean we're all pretty close. Um, Jack, Jack's just got to drop a, a game or two, which we know he's good for when he gets a hot start. So, um, Speaking of Jack, he's uh, next game on deck, actually. He played Ant in the 49ers, and I think they played this one at Vance night. And um, this, this, was a, this was a wild game at the end. Both guys kept on turning the ball over at the end of this game. <laughs> I did think, not turn the ball over. I think, no. I think Ant fumbled on a kickoff, then Jack fumbled on a run. Then Ant might have thrown a pick. And then uh, I think Ant forced a fumble but didn't get it back. And um, at the end, I, um, what is it? Jack actually ran in a touchdown when uh, Ant had no timeouts. <laughs> like he, like, he, had, he was in a kneel down position and actually ran in a touchdown. After in chat, he said he thought Ant had timeouts. So, uh, yeah, he, he, hey, no, he knew what it was. That we was, know what that was. was. That was a scumbag let's touchdown. Let's let's kick him from the lead. <laughs> that was a scumbag. Yeah, and Ann was in the chat after saying that he has to get better at late game execution, uh, making mistakes. Is the reason why he's two and five. Um, pretty sloppy. Another sloppy game, we should say, which I guess is the norm. Mahomes five picks, Trey Lance three picks, and um, both guys fumbled. So um, Mahomes had five picks. Yeah. Isn't is that back to back games where he had five picks? Or am I he's at like seventeen picks right now? Yeah, I think the last two games against the Bills and uh Niners, he's he's getting a little messy. Ten touchdowns, seventeen picks on the year. Oof. That's not that what the numbers are, that isn't bad, but for having Mahomes, that's bad. That well yeah, because like we said, if you have an elite quarterback, 
You can sling the rock. You shouldn't be throwing five picks a game. No, you shouldn't. Definitely not. Uh, next game yeah. is the Steelers yeah. and Dolphins. And, I mean, you want to talk about a messy game. This this game made zero sense. It's, like, neither guy really <laughs> – neither guy cared, it seemed like. Um, Q was just throwing picks like crazy left and right. A-Rod gets the lead in the second half and is throwing multiple picks. Just like, you know, situational awareness is not there. And, like, I, I, I was watching this game. I'm thinking, like, I don't know if A-Rod is just the lobby ball mentality where it's just like, eh, screw it, whatever. You know, I want to start his pass here. But it's just, like, passes that you can throw in regs you shouldn't throw in CFM sometimes that he just throws a lot and just throws picks. And it's just like, why do you even attempt that? Um, at the end of the day, this, this game was close. Oh, so, so A-Rod's up by two with a couple of minutes left and he pulls an HD and runs a fake field goal for absolutely no reason on fourth down, which I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, is bad influence on the league. Y'all, no, listen, y'all talk shit, but I, I have way more success with those than anyone else. Well, all right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to like completely like get on him for running a fake field goal, right? But just when you run these fake field goals, in a tie game with two minutes to go, when you did it, not so much. When A-Rod did it, he was up by two. You kick a field goal, it's a touchdown game. You run the fake and you don't get it, you can lose the game on a field goal if the Dolphins just get in the field goal range. Like, that's not the time to run a fake field goal, in my opinion. But um, he didn't get it, and then Q, you know, had Teddy Bridgewater in the game because he benched two after throwing six picks. And Teddy came in and threw a pick on the game-winning drive. Minka Fitzpatrick had a really good play. He was covering Jalen Waddle on a crossing route. And, you know, that, you know, if you have Minka Fitzpatrick covering Waddle, in years past, you think Waddle wins that matchup with the 97 speed, but Minka undercut the route beautifully and got the pick. And that was it. Yeah, he, he made a big play at the end. Um, I was watching some of that game. I thought he was going to drive down and be able to tie it. Oh, actually, yeah, that was that was for the win that last drive there, and I mean it was the just benching, the, the benching two thing is just weird to me, just because like, oh, I understand like I understand he threw six picks, but at that point you already threw six picks. Why are you even benching him? <laughs> like he might as well just finish the game. Like it, it's not you've thrown twelve, you know, you've thrown five picks with fucking Bridgewater. Clearly, it's not the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what's going on there in Miami. He's just just letting him fly. Both of them are letting him fly that game. Um, final game for week seven, we have next game against SP Dot and the Bears. The Bears get what's been a rare victory so far this year and a pretty dominant one according to the stats, 42 to 7. You hear Neff? Oh, Maybe not. Uh, Neff, we're on your game. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Pat sucked. I don't know what you want from me. And, uh, yeah. But the it. Bears also suck. Yeah, but Pat sucked more. This was about who sucks more. And I obviously completed that goal. Now, you should uh, worship me because I was able to out-suck the Bears. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, that's that's the, that was the goal. You know, I will say, I don't know, every time you say it's the Pat suck, I mean... It's what you asked for. I mean, it's such a bad excuse for you when you ask for it. Not an excuse. I suck, too. What do you want? Yeah, but you're like, oh, the Pats suck. We suck more, blah, blah, blah. Like, why do you suck? Because we suck. No, like, I, I can't. Drag me. 
y'all drag me left and right because I say I throw picks. You're over here. Well, my team sucks, so we lose games. But you asked for that team. I didn't ask for the Chargers. JT set and, me up. And it feels like Mac is also throwing <laughs> multiple picks every game. <laughs> JT set you up. Bro, he knew, well, I'll just give him a top team so when he loses, they can all just roast his ass. Like, fuck <laughs> you. He's just one of his lions, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. That way I could do like, oh, well, the lions. Yeah, HD just won the Lions. And the Lions are actually a good team to start with. But, but it's me. Um, yeah, you can't throw picks with the, uh, you can't throw picks with the, uh, fucking Chargers, but I, I can with the, uh, the Patriots because I got Mac Jones. You got because Herbert. the Patriots suck. Because <laughs> the Patriots fucking suck. No, I suck. It's not the Patriots. It's me. I'm going to say that. It's me. I suck. And y'all need to get off this, uh, Nephis Pink and bullshit. Because I, I suck. <laughs> yeah, uh, to be fair, like, the tanking stuff is jokes, man. I don't, like, I, I really don't think anybody's tanking right now. Like, um, I just don't JT. think you give a fuck. I just don't think you give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a certain thing where you're 0-6 entering a game and you just, you just kind of give up a little too early because you're 0-6 instead of being motivated. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the rule, and I think it depends on who it would be. Is this 0-17 rule really going to be a thing where someone's going to get booted? No, nah, no. Nah. I can't, like, I don't see, like, honestly, not if you went 0-17, I don't see you getting removed. No. Nah. Like, it just, that was a natural thing, and I know JT didn't like it in the first place, but there hasn't really been an official announcement that it doesn't matter, but I don't think he's also going to announce it, so when guys do tank, you know, they, they think they're just going to get away with it, so I'm not exactly sure. But, I mean, if so, someone truly goes 0-17, like Naf or Vet or somebody, like I don't, I just I don't see them getting removed. So I I, I explain this to AC off there. It's like you're trying, and then something happens in the game, and you're not tanking per se. Something happens that just takes you out of it, and it's the mental mental toughness that you know we're lacking right now. Yeah, and that that's where I, I'm saying like you know when you're zero and six, it's easier to give up on a game. I feel like that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. It's it's a lot easier to give up a, on a game when you're 0 six and nothing's going your way. It's just. I mean, I, I mean, I've personally, I mean, I think it, I think any game's easy to give up on. I mean, if you say, you know, okay, I, I threw a pick, fuck, oh, I fumbled, oh, I fumbled this kickoff, I threw another pick, like at that point, like even even if you're <laughs> six and two, you're like, dude, I I don't want to play this fucking game. Yeah, and like Debo, right? So Debo's game, I, I think he has like a four and. Three and three record, four and two record, or something entering this game, and he gives up in like the first quarter. So yeah. that could happen to anybody. I think but it's I more likely to happen when you're zero and six. I don't think I, think I wouldn't say I gave up in the first quarter, but I get it. Yeah, no, I was saying Debo. Debo gave up in the first quarter. Yeah, Debo definitely gave up in the first quarter. Yeah, I just think we've all had those games where you're like, "Fuck it, it's yeah. not worth like that." Yeah, it just ha- it just happens, and that's what that dude's happened recently. And then you you also run out of material, you know, you run out of a game plan. Um, some in some cases, like you, the game doesn't map out the way you you expect. And my offense is not an offense that can go down the field and you know compete with them with most of them. So if my defense ain't holding me in it, then I'm I'm in a tough spot as it is. Yeah, and we've seen games where, like, you were in, like, you know, against K-Mac. Like, that was a really good game, and there's yeah, some bad breaks that might have cost you. Against Q yeah. Week 1, you had a good game, so it's it's there. Like, that's why I say nobody's tanking, because the effort's there for some of these really bad teams. It's just 
they're just not making the plays or getting unfortunate plays. Like we like Greeny a couple of times. He's had some bad plays down the stretch. Yeah, but Greeny gets no doesn't get those two sides. I only get that. <laughs> even well, even JT, okay. man. But um that that's all the week seven games. Do you want to go no, into week eight? No, let's like uh, three let's, or four. Let's let's jump into uh trade uh the uh we'll save week eight for tomorrow. Let's jump okay. into the trades. Um so we had the uh, Damian Harris for uh, a second round pick. Uh, Cook, were you when we talked about that? Uh, I was not here. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that trade? Well, I feel like the char. I mean, the Chargers have an excess of riches, so there's a team that can make a, a win-now move. Like, the Chargers are definitely that team, and they feel like Damian Harris is that guy, and yeah. But um, it, feels like, it feels like there's a part B to this. If Damian Harris is getting picked up for a second rounder, then, you know, Austin Eckler might be on the move. It just feels like one of those kind of things. But um, I, I don't hate the move. Austin Eckler, uh, actually, in that Seahawks team, had, I think, five catches for, like, 70 yards. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's what he's, what he's best yeah. at coming off with, the with the new With the new offense, he, he'll find his way as long as he doesn't fumble. Yeah, and, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if you're the Chargers, you feel like there's something that you can help in that win-now window because you don't necessarily need all seven packs. Uh, draft picks for seven positions on that team right now, but um, you know, however many you have, but you know, Damian Harris has balanced your uh, team, and I mean, you know your team better than anybody else, right? And I mean, for the uh, for the Patriots, it's, it's it's a little interesting. Like, I don't know what you're doing at that running back position now. So the way we view it is, where so as I told you, we're trying to be a more passive. You know, team. This uh, we're trying to be a more pass, not a team, a user. We're trying to be a more pass, and I got to build towards that. Damian Harris is a nice back. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like in that type of system, a back's a dime a dozen. Uh, mm-hmm. So I could I could plug and play a back, um, and you know, get one in the draft if, if necessary. So we need draft picks. Uh, we need to build for the future. So that was the the idea of it. It would. I'd feel like Damian Harris and running back to general are just a bad Yeah, I, that makes sense, too. Like, I, I, that's why I say it's like, you know your team better than anybody else in moves like this. And both, like, from both sides, it, make, it might not make sense outside. But when you explain it like that, HD says, yeah, all right, so Damian Harris would be my power back. Eckler will be my receiving back, basically. Like, that's yep. cool. And then you're saying that you don't want to pay Damian Harris. You want to yep. get an asset for him if you can. You don't value the running back like that. Then, yeah, you move him like that. We'll see how it all works out in the field, but I feel like from the mind, it's it makes sense for both sides. Well, also, well, also help uh, this trade is the fact that our rookie Pierre Strong has been solid for him. Um, I think he's having doing close to five yards a carry, and you know, doing his job in the receiving games. Um, he's a little more athletic, um, so it, it it's worked out so far. Yeah, I think the only thing is like you know, some people are saying like a second round pick is high for Damian Harris, so. I don't know. How do, you, how do you feel about that? I I mean, I, I he's a 25-year-old star running back. He's like an 80-something overall. It seems about the price tag for a guy like that. It's just, you know, for a running back, maybe you would want to get like, you know, a third and a fifth or something. It's, it, it's, all, it's all the same value at the end of the day. Yeah. But that's not the only trade. We had other trades. We also had a, another trade I was involved in. Uh, we had um, Johnny Smith uh, going to the Washington Commanders with a future fifth for uh, Damani Brown. 
Um, so basically, it was me trying to get a, me and Wimmy trying to uh, work on a trade. He wanted John Lee Smith, and he needed to get rid of a wide receiver. I was like, well, hey, I don't have Taekwon Thornton until week eight, week nine, or something like that, and I don't have a young wide receiver to you know feed and build. So I was like, you might as, you might as well fucking give a fifth round draft pick and a in a um expendable player. Yeah, expendable player for a uh, position of need and a position that we could definitely get better in. So that was basically the idea of it. And I didn't give a draft pick in this draft. I gave one for next year. So um, I, that, I was adamant about not giving up a, dra- a draft pick for this year. What, what overall is Diami Brown? Like, he's, a, he? he's a 72. He's a 72. 72. Is he starred ever? He's a star dev, yep. Okay. That was, but this is John. John is rating can't be too high this year, right? He's a 77. Yeah. I know John used to be in I the think, 80s. I think he's but. normal. I think he's normal, but I might be wrong. He might be a starter. Yeah, I, the John who he's, he's one of the faster tight ends. That's why you get John Smith, 87 speed. Yeah, um, he's just I, I, was, I was trying to work out the values there, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is a trade that makes sense for both sides once again. Like, if you're with me, you're, you're starting tight end right now is Logan Thomas. He's not the tight end in the future by any means. He's barely the tight end in the present. So if you can get Janu for Diami Brown, who is not really in your wide receiver rotation right now, because you have the likes of Terry McLaurin and um, the rookie, I forget his name, the first round pick, you um, you don't really need Diami Brown like that. So I think it, it makes sense for women to uh, trade Brown for the tight end that he could use for multiple years. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. And then yeah, for you, yeah, like, like Johnny, I was in Johnny could watch the rest of the cycle and be a solid fan. Yeah, and then on your side, um, I was kind of in your position last cycle with the Texans after I traded Brandon Cooks, where I was like, I don't have a receiver to throw the ball to, and like, you want to at least have one young guy. Like, I had Nico Collins, but I wasn't really too sure about him. It was like if you could get another guy, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it made, like, why not take a shot? have Odell, too. So, Odell's, you know, Odell, but he's, we're not in a win-now mode in a win-now yeah. situation. So, okay. Odell being there is nice, but it's not, it's not necessarily what I need at this point. Yeah, and, like, with the Patriots, you have Hunter Henry or John, who it makes sense to trade one of them, and, like, why not just take a chance on a, a young guy there? Like, I, I took a chance on Christian Kirk, right? I gave him a second-round pick, which it felt like, like a little bit of a high price tag to pay for Christian Kirk, but I was like, you know what? I... I would rather give up the second round pick and just have somebody on my team for these eight games than waste eight games throwing to nobody. Yeah, and it, it exactly. worked out. Exactly. Uh, now it's interesting because I do get what's this, uh, I do get uh, Tyquan Dalton back, and he is the guy you know I want to build around. You know you can't you can't get that speed. You can't teach it. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But I I plan on getting both involved as well as Jacoby Myers. Now Jacoby Myers is more of a possession guy. But, uh, you know, it's nice to have Damani Brown for, you know, basically basically nothing when it comes down to what I have and, you know, what I'm willing to give up. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what's, what's the next trade on the deck here? Next trade, I think you're a couple of yours, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we, we could do the, uh, the other trade first before we do mine. It's Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown, yep, I remember that trade. 
So it's Orlando oh. Brown for a Niners second round pick. That's currently projected to be an early second round pick. So we traded Orlando Brown to the 49ers, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a, that's a good trade. I actually thought about grabbing Orlando Brown and saying, all right, my old line's all set because I do have a strong old line, but I could definitely use a tackle to move Isaiah Wynn into the uh, into the um, guard for them too. Because he's, okay. Yeah. Move him into the interior. Cole Strange is it's playing really well for the Patriots in real life, but that normal dev is not going to cut it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I, I like this trade for the Niners. That's a good trade. He uh, he has Orlando Brown at uh, right tackle. He has McGlinchey at left tackle. So, um, you know, I, I feel like that's. I, I think the charge or the Chiefs moved Orlando Brown to cap related move. I'm, I'm not I'm sure. With my division trading out line. Yeah, and we know Jack loves picks. So, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, there might have been a cap related move. I don't love the move for the Chiefs, but I like it for the Niners. But, like, if the Chiefs had to do it based on cap, then, like, you can't really blame them for getting a second out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things where it's, like, how we listen to both you and uh, both you guys' sides on the Damian Harris trade. We'd have to hear Jack's side. And we understand the Niners' side, but, like, Jack's side, if he explains it, then it'll, it might make sense. Yeah, I don't get trading line in that division, but that, that's beyond me. But, um... You know, it's a, it's. I think O line should be valued a lot more this cycle than it ever has been. I feel I feel like O line is usually undervalued by the calc, considering how how much of a dime a dozen they are. Yeah, I don't think they're diamond. I don't think O line's dime a dozen. Like you get a lot of shit and O line, but if you have a good one, a good one is not a dime a dozen. Running back on the other hand, I like I said, I I agree they're dime a dozen. You could build a running back. Building a whole line is not an easy thing. So nah. if you could get a sure thing with a star dev and a hot, a 80 overall. Yeah, 80 well, overall, 25 years old. Like, he's good. He's straight. You got him. You're probably not I moving drafted, him. I drafted O-line last cycle, and I could not build them up through content. They just would not move. Yeah, and like with the way XP is, like, XP for O-line was bad when we had normal XP. So if we lower it for O-line. It's really difficult. To I get think we XP. should start playing with XP at, at positions. I, I think O line deserves some love. No, oh, it is. Yeah. It is played at position. He had O line uh, where it was at. He didn't change O line. I'm saying O-line it needs. Was- I'm saying it needs to be played with from where we are. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense to be saying that. O-line, O-line, yeah, you, you can't force them with the ball or nothing. So I mean, like, how are you supposed to get them XP? Yeah, the only O-line XP you can get is based on, like, snaps played. Like, I don't think they get, like, a, oh, pitch the shutout, you're good, <laughs> you know? Or maybe they get a little boost if you, like, run for three touchdowns or something. But they, otherwise, they just don't get XP. Yeah, O-line is a, is a tricky, tricky subject. All right, what, uh, what, what other trades were there? The, the rest are all cooked. Yeah, the rest are all me. So I guess I could, I could run through them. <laughs> one by one. So the first one is Xavier McKinney. He went to the Bills. So it's uh, Xavier McKinney and the Giants' fifth round pick for a Bills' second round pick, which will probably be a lower pick in the round since the Bills are projected to make the playoffs. Uh, for me, it was just, you know, I was, if somebody was going to offer something for me for Xavier McKinney that was good value, I was going to take it. If not, I would have kept Xavier McKinney, but. A second round pick to me is, you know, I'll, I'll take that from McKinney, a guy I'm not 100% sold on. 
he only had one pick on the season before I traded him, and that was an overthrow by the quarterback. And I mean, he was playing decent for me. Like Xavier McKinney's not a bad player. It's just I wasn't sure I was ready to commit to him for five cycles. And um, for me, like just about anybody's expendable besides what I consider blue chip players, which are like maybe like five or six guys on the roster. Otherwise, anybody, I'll listen to an offer and. You know, if there's a right offer, I'll, I'll pull the trigger on it for McKinney. I was like, all right, you know what? Um, you know, we'll move on from him. Obviously, Xavier McKinney's 86 speed. That's why he's not, like, you know, elite at the position. Otherwise, he has pretty good ratings. But um, he can still play well. And, you know, for the Bills, I think he um, he's looking to get someone to build on for the future since both his safeties are old. So he was willing to make that move. Hey, I just – I don't know. They're both superstars, so I don't know if McKinney's just going to ride the bench until we get there or what, buddy. They're not, he's not playing over both superstars. At least for me, he wouldn't. Yeah, that that might be uh, a thing where maybe he does plan on moving Micah Hyder, Jordan Poyer at the deadline. We'll see. He wants to move Poyer, but I think that's because his abilities are still locked. And he was bitching JT hasn't fixed him yet. It's been seven weeks. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how that's gonna be taken care of, but I mean, I, I will. I, I will say that that should have been done week one. Yeah, that that's one of those things where it's like we we should be addressing that's, that's that. I'm not gonna say JT's an asshole for it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a handicap that should not be there. Um. Anyways, next trade. <laughs> Also involves the Giants and also involves the safety. So after Xavier McKinney goes, Julian Love's still on the trade block, partially because he's in a contract year. And that really makes me want to put him on the block just to see what I can get for him before I re-sign him. If I didn't get something back for Julian Love, I'm 100% re-signing him for the rest of the cycle. And I'm pretty much committing to Julian Love. But until then, it's just like, you know, let's, let's see what's out there. I'm not 100% sure. And um, what was it? Z hit me up. and. Uh, he was asking what the price for Julian Love was. I was like, either a second round pick or a third and a fourth. And he agreed to the third and fourth. And uh, that was it. I mean, I I did a video before I played my first game. And I went through my entire roster for uh, YouTube. And one thing I said was that these safeties, we could keep both of them or we could keep none of them. Uh, there's a chance that neither of these guys are on the roster at the end of season one. And that ended up playing out. Uh, I mean, once again, it's just like I to get a deal I was comfortable with. And Julian Love is a little tough to move on from because I had gotten a dev story for him to get the star dev. He's my only dev story so far. He got a plus one speed upgrade, but I just, you know, he doesn't really fit my mold of safety. Like my, my mold of safety is a guy that can play to run as well. And Julian Love does not have great tackling. Xavier McKinney wasn't my mold because, I mean, he's slow. <laughs> so it was just like if I could blow that up, and get decent value back and get some draft picks in the first draft of the cycle, which is always important, then I might as well take it. I mean, for Seattle, they get a good safety, man. Like, Julian Love's not bad. He had, like, I think he had three picks on the year and might have had more if my games didn't constantly lag out. He was playing well for me. And um, he'll definitely be a guy that um, that Z can make work, especially the way he runs zone coverage. Like, Julian Love would be great for that. I'm actually surprised I didn't get more messages about. I mean, I had a couple of messages about Julian Love, but like no one would respond after I'd hit him up back. Uh, I think that's a really good trade, Susie. Really good yeah. trade. Um, you know, it just fits. It fits in. You know, having a a a, a corner that can play really good zone coverage. Uh, you know, he likes to play that cover two shell. 
and play that uh, drop back defense. So it makes a lot of sense, and I'm not surprised by it. Yeah, and then Julian Love, like his contract, he was he probably wanted maybe four or five million dollars a year. Like it's not a lot. Like he's not going to cost you anything on the cap. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a good trade. It's a good trade, man. And he only gave up was a second round pick. It's That's a third, really good trade. third, third oh, and fourth round pick. Oh wow! So he he made out. He kind of made out like a bandit a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's pretty good value for Julian Love. It's just you know I was just like all right like. I'll I'll, t- I'll take the deal. Like it's it's either commit to Julian Love or take the deal. I'll take the deal. Like I would have liked to get a second round pick out of it, but no one actually stepped up for it. So I decided to take whatever the best offer was. Yeah, yeah. He, Julian Love, what, what is what is his overall? Uh, he's a seventy-seven, but he's twenty-four years old. He started dev, so like, you know, you can make it work for the cycle for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for me now, it's just about, you know, drafting a safety or trading for one. I can move on to the, the last trade I made here. Go, which, go uh, what's up? Caden Stearns. Caden Stearns. <laughs> Your boy yeah. Caden Stearns making a comeback. I don't know, man. Caden Stearns' Madden ratings aren't the best. Well, they weren't the best when you drafted them. They, no, they were, they were actually they were okay when I drafted them. Because he had, he had the hip power when I drafted him. He doesn't even does he have the hit power? Nah, he does. He really does not have the hit power. Doesn't have shit, huh? Fucking bum. Nah. Fucking loser. <laughs> what a fucking bum. <laughs> All right. Um. Last trade that was approved up to date. We we are uh what like two days before the uh, trade deadline. Last trade has no been approved. Trades. What are those? <laughs> Uh, was the third trade I made where I sent a second and third round pick, which you know I got these picks from trading both of my safeties, use those picks to get Sean Murphy bunting from the Buccaneers and Mike Edwards. That's amazing. Julian Love turned into Sean Murphy bunting. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, uh, that's not a bad trade. Sean Murphy bunting is a good corner. Yeah, so like for me, I, I have one good corner right now, Dory Jackson. I have a young corner, Darnay Holmes, who's okay. I'm not sure about him yet, but he's okay. But then besides that, it's nothing. So I was like, you know, Sean Murphy bunting, he's in a contract year. And that's the reason why the Bucks are moving on from him. They're a little, you know, tight on the cap, which happens when you have a really good team and a lot of contracts the way the Bucks do. So, um, and he's the cornerback number three on that roster. So Coase was looking to move him actively at the deadline. And um, I was trying to get him actively. We, we had an earlier trade that didn't work. And then we agreed on this one. And what obviously, the earlier trade was he was it was second and third, but it was Codes getting a fifth round pick instead of Mike Edwards. Oh yeah, I remember that. And that was like pretty offside on the trade calc. I was like, I'll send it. I don't think it'll be accepted, but well, I'll send it. We'll see what happens. So uh, then we work on the next deal where it's like instead of the pick, he sends Mike Edwards, which is a different story because instead of a fifth round pick, that's a starting safety right now for me. Mike Edwards is also in a contract year. Um, I'll have to see whether I resign him or not. Sean Murphy bunting, like I'll, whenever the trade gets done, he's signed for life. Mike Edwards, yeah. well, you know, well, for, I know for, Codes was like kind of complaining, but like at the same time, I mean, I can kind of see it as like nickel and diamond because like he wants the two picks. Yeah, and that's, yeah. you, know, you know, the only reason he's getting those two picks is because he's sending, you know, a fifth round pick or another safety like 
if you would have just did, you know, uh, Sean Murphy bunting for a first or a second, it probably would have got approved. But, that, that's what know, the trade he, committee said. The, the yeah, note was Murphy bunting for a second and it gets approved. Like, yeah, he's just being – my thing is you can't complain the way he was when you're you're being selfish and you're trying to nick and dime. That, 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 that's what held you from the first trade. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what I was explaining, but he was, you know, throwing his little fucking bitch fit that I don't want your advice. Like, dude, I'm just telling you how the trade count works. And how the yeah. trade committee works. If you're nickel and dime, you're throwing in a fifth for no fucking reason just to get a third. Like it, it's not going to get approved because they see you nickel and diming, and that's what they're here for—to avoid nickel and diming and people getting finessed. Yeah, and as for someone that's you know been one of the rare people that make trades work, I knew when I sent that in, like the value was off, and I was like, this is probably not going to work, but I'll, I'll send it in anyways because there's been trades before that have been approved, even though the values didn't match. But when it didn't, so, you know, and said, your, was your end too much or was his? My end. Okay, so you you were you were basically winning the trade in quotes. No, so I was giving up too much. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and Sean, like like uh, we said, Sean Murphy bunting. The trade committee said you send a second straight up, you can have it. And Coz won the extra draft pick, so I was like, we could try to figure out something that brings more value to me and Mike Edwards. You know, I don't have a safety, so Mike Edwards, welcome to the team, and you know. Especially when the, my team's actually good right now and that we have a shot to make playoffs, bringing in someone to play safety instead of nobody, it, it's, uh, that was a good uh, pickup there. Yeah, that's a, of, uh, that's a pickup. I think Coach is a bitch to trade with, though. Fuck those. He's a, <laughs> nice. he's a bitch to trade with. I, he always wants more than what's expected. Coach hit me up, okay, and this guy says, he says, send Mike Williams. I said, what's your offer? He goes, uh, Julio, and I said, I'm, I'm leaving. He's like, no, but really, he's like, what's the price? I'm not really good at this. And I'm just like, bro, you asked for him. Like, you tell me what you're going to send. I didn't offer him to you. You asked yeah. me for him. And, you know, you got nothing for me. And then, um, you know, he just didn't answer. And then um, later on, he's like, oh, well, do you want this guy for a pick? And I'm like, I'm just not even going to respond to you. <laughs> I, I, I'm like fucking smacking my head against the wall right now. Yeah. Um, my, 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 my trade talk was a little more interesting. So, he, so mentioned you, to... he, he mentioned you in ours. He says, he says don't no, be like not... nothing and say y'all set the market. No, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I had interesting trade talks with uh, King Karan. That was uh, my yeah. interest. He, he's giving me some, too. And I'm just, I'm like, dude, I was like, you got nothing I'm interested in. He's like, okay. And then he comes back later. So what about this? I'm like, dude, I don't want nobody on your team. I was like, the only guy I want is What's uh, it? for Mike Williams, correct? Yeah, I was. I was like, I just want OA, and that's it. That you know, that's the only thing that I really need. I need outside linebacker, and you don't want to give him, so I'm not. I'm. I'm not giving you Mike Williams for a fucking backup D tackle. Like, what? <laughs> well, so, this is, so this is what. So this is what happened. So he he wants OBJ. Okay, no problem. You know, with your offer. All right, so he sends me an offer. I'm like. All right, I'll think about it because I'm going to fail all the offers. Then he comes back. He's like, oh, I'll give you this offer and add it to it. And he's like, take it or leave it. Oh, we're, we're, we're done here. I was like, all right, I'll think about it. I'll let you know in a second. Then uh, I go, yeah, I I'm still going to fail all the offers and see what what's out there. He goes, all right, how about this? After a little bit of time, he's like, all right, how about this? And sends me another offer. And it was even better than the last one. I was like, yeah, we'll do it. And then he goes, Nah, 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 nah. You almost caught me slipping. Um, <laughs> we're not, we're not, 
He almost caught me slipping, and we're not going to do that. I was like, okay, so what, what's going on? He goes, all right. Um, he, I, he goes, I'm not doing that. Let's do a like a third and a fifth. I was like, all right, then I'm just going to feel a little off. He's like, then just hold on to him. I was like, okay, I will. Next thing you know, I go back, and I was like, he was I like, got, I got his offer with a third and a fifth. So he, he comes, he comes back, and uh, uh, he comes back, and he says, "All right, we'll do this." And I said, "All right, you know what? Let me just wait on the trade calculator. Let me go talk to JT, get OBJ." Before the trade calc even came out. No, this was this was no no this was during the trade calc, but OBJ oh, wasn't yeah. on it. Oh yeah, OBJ yeah. wasn't on it. Free agent pick, yeah. Yeah, he was a free agent pick, so I had to have him taken off. So yeah. I said, "Let's wait, let's wait for the trade calc, and then we'll uh, go from there." So he's like, why? And then that's the last message he sent. So I was like, all right, I get the trade count. JT finally does it. I was busy that day. So I, the next day I do it, then I'm like, all right, OBJ is roughly around that offer. I'll go talk to him and, you know, send a, send a uh, counter offer. I go back. This man deleted all messages between <laughs> me and him involving any oh, trace he of natural, he, he natural you. He natural my oh, whole... Oh, hold on, I gotta check my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> he natural that whole oh, shit. I was like, what the hey, fuck hey, is going on? Listen, hey, another funny one, another funny one is, uh, is Wumbo hit me up. You know, I told you before, Nap, me and Wumbo had a trade in place for Austin Eckler. It was the first in Miles Sanders. And, um, he hits, you know, I was in his league, and, you know, you got to pay $5 to play. No big deal, you know, whatever. Yeah. They booted me out of his league. I DM him, said, yo, run me my five. And, you know, it's five bucks. I'm doing it most of the mess with my hand. You sent me my five, you sent me my five. And so, you know, he don't, he doesn't respond to me. I'm like, okay, cool, fuck you. He hits me up yesterday. He goes, he said, you find a deal for uh, Eckler? <laughs> I said, you find my money? He goes, he's like, your money? I said, I said, yeah, I paid $5 to play in your league, and I got booted. Where's my money? He's like, no refunds. I said, well, my doors are closed. I was like, I'm not trading with you, you bitch. <laughs> hey, well, you send me a picture of you with a bitch and such your family. I'll send you Eckler. How about that? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, those are, those are some funny trade talks. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had one with King K, too. I'm not going to say the player, <laughs> but it, was, it, it took a long time for nothing to happen. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I assume it's Saquon Barkley because um No, he, no. He, it was it was not a big player, but it was just like it was it was a trade that we talked about and it took forever. He said he was gonna hit the lab up to see how this player did and it just never happened. I was like, all right, man. Like the one maybe. thing about me is I like to get these trades done quick. We talk, we work a deal really quick, I'll put in a little trade calc, we'll make sure the values are skewed, and we're good. Well well cook, maybe maybe the test run so he was like, before I buy this car, I want to take it for the test drive. Maybe the test drive just wasn't good. But he enough. said the test drive was good. <laughs> he said the test drive was good. Oh, man, and I don't know. I don't know. And then, and no, and then, then he was in the chat after I made the uh, Sean Murphy Bunting trade. He was like, oh, we could do the trade in chat, not even like in, in DMs. He was like, but I don't want to be a part of your, your finesse system or whatever. <laughs> it's like, all right, man. Like, it's not really that big of a trade, but all right. Like, this is more to help you than help me. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know, whatever, man. Some some good stuff, some good stuff. I was just I, I started dying laughing when I saw the messages deleted. I was like, this is this is fucking um, this is fucking deja vu for me. 
<laughs> uh, what other trades? Any other trades to talk about? No, it's just the trades that didn't happen. Oh yeah, let's talk real quick. Let's talk about that. So Trevor Lawrence has been trying. Somebody's been trying to trade Trevor Lawrence for a good minute now. Our boy Hype Mike over there in Jacksonville keeps trying to get rid of Trevor Lawrence for no fucking reason. Uh, he's a second year for. He's in his second year. He's a superstar. He thinks that that tra- a trade for Trevor Lawrence is going to go through. He's smoking something. Uh, I I don't even think if it, it could be fair value, but you're still not going to get anything because the Jaguars will never trade Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, in the second year of his deal, it's not happening. Like that, that is never happening. Um, yeah, so, it, it's it wasn't even fair value. I think um, so. Byrne was one of the people trying to trade for Trevor Lawrence, and he was saying that he was giving up way more value than what Trevor Lawrence is worth. He was giving up Camara and whatever the hell else. But it's just you know, the trade count doesn't tell you that Trevor Lawrence is a number one overall pick, superstar franchise quarterback that is never going to be traded in real life by the Jaguars. In this situation. Exactly. This, this is why the TC's there. Somebody asked, oh, why do we have a TC? Well, for this. Trade this committee. Say TC. Yeah, it's trade committee. Why do we have it a TC? It also could have been trade count. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's for shit like this. Nobody's straight. It's unrealistic for T-Law to get traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Completely unrealistic. It's not even close to being realistic. Now, we brought up the, with a conversation about DK got traded last cycle. Well, DK is a different story. You could trade a uh, top tier wide receiver for and that was in season one. That, that wasn't season one. That was like season two or season three, right? That's what I'm saying. Season one makes it even more like you're not trading Trevor Lawrence in season one. It's just not happening. No, no, no it's not happening. So, like, if DK is a wide receiver, you have your franchise quarterback, you're not trading the franchise quarterback. You have a franchise wide receiver, shit could go south where you're like, all right, we, did, we don't want to pay this guy. We can put somebody else around our quarterback because a wide yeah. receiver kind of has a report. So yeah, it's usually money when those guys get traded. It's usually because of the contract. It's usually a money thing. So Trevor Lawrence not getting Trevor Lawrence in third is not happening. I know yeah, the and, and there's there's even a, there's an even more. Do you thought that trade was crazy? Apparently, King Mike and uh and uh, hype Mike, the Mikes, were working together to swap Rodgers and Trevor Lawrence. As well makes as Jordan no Love. <laughs> makes no sense. That makes absolutely like, no sense. Like, my thing is, like, all right, if they want to try it, whatever. But you cannot be mad when it doesn't work when you're trying to trade Aaron Rodgers for Trevor Lawrence in the first year of the CFM. Like, what were you expecting to happen? Didn't Aaron Rodgers Didn't Aaron Rodgers It doesn't make sense. That, that would never happen. But value-wise, I'm not. I'm not. Trade. Like it's not. I think it's been bad advice, but realistically, you just don't see Aaron Rodgers going for for T-Law. Maybe that's what they're thinking. No, no, I see. Like if you send A-Rod and some picks, maybe
uh, as a Jaguar user and as the Jaguars, yeah, you're bugging out. Yeah. If you're the Jaguars, you're bugging out because you're not trading T Will for and Aaron Rodgers, that's funny how they just try to trade situations like Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> didn't he just sign a new contract? He did. Like, he signed a five year deal. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly what's gonna happen in season one after he signed a five year deal. <laughs> Let's come over to fucking Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> and um that's not the only franchise quarterback that tried to get moved. I mean, in a lesser sense, to uh with the Dolphins, he was the original Sean Murphy bunting target for codes to get Tua. He wanted he wanted to get Sean Murphy bunting for Tua and a third round pick. He was gonna get Tua and a third? All right, yeah. yeah. Like I said, Codes is smoking something. Because you're 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 trying to get a not a not a future franchise quarterback, but a future starter. Like that's a future uh, starter right now, but also in the game, I'm pretty sure it says uh, quarterback of the franchise or some shit like that. Like it's player yeah. trait. I, I I just think I just think it's a little wild, you know, thinking that you're going to be able to trade trade for that guy and give up a corner and get a third profit. Like what are you? What are you smoking? Like, yeah, you smoking? I, I think oh, that's where I I'm think- going. Like you can't be mad at this because you're being selfish and trying to like squeeze out all the value you can. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they're they're like rejected trade notes because a lot of people have been posting them. Said that Tua for bunting straight up might be done, but I think Coach just like pivoted to go to the deal we made over the yeah, Tua trade because otherwise I think he might he might have done that. Like, I, I, exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't see someone trading a corner for a quarterback, and you're not even moving Tom Brady. Like, that just doesn't make sense. You're not going to give up us, let alone that's not Murphy. Murphy could be a, a starting corner. Corner. Right. He's for a backup. I just like you. Your your trades don't make sense, but you're upset they're declined. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, like, people are saying, like, oh, it's our teams, give us control, but it's, like, this is a sin league. This is not, like, fantasy football this league. This is how you end up with, with, with shitty teams that Paris on my reverse come in. They lose two games because you fucked up the team, and then they quit. <laughs> yeah, the DK effect. <laughs> so, uh, there, there was one more major trade that I know of that was uh, people were complaining about in chat that did not go through. It was the Steelers and Cowboys who were working on a blockbuster deal that not only sent Dak Prescott to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but also swapped Ezekiel Elliott and Najee Harris. They have the same abilities. Like, what do you... That doesn't even, like... It's a a money thing. It's a money thing. Yeah, but, like, you're not even, like... A-Rod was getting... I think A-Rod was getting finesse. I just... It's, the trades don't make sense. I think Hefe is just frustrating because he can't win with that team. And the team's good, and you're just going to blow it up. And that just well, doesn't make sense. Well, I know, I know from Hefe's point of view, it's like, you know, Zeke makes a lot of money. If you can move him for Nachi Harris, cool. I think they still tried to do that, and it didn't work or something, but um, for obvious reasons. But uh, with Dak, yeah, he, he's not sure he... He's not sure he wants to keep Dak for the cycle. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to move Najee. Yeah, no. It that's that's fine, but like find someone where he fit. Like y'all are trading because you're fucking friends. That's not how this works. You're gonna fucking destroy your teams because you're fucking homies. Like, dude, not <laughs> moving Najee for Zeke just doesn't make fucking sense. Like, 
He's a cornerstone franchise player that just got drafted last year. Like, what are you doing in the first round? You want to get training for the same position. That's a, I think that's one of the, the more uh, the biggest things that hurts JT is when he sees guys training for the same exact positions, like giving up a wide receiver to get a wide receiver. Like, I think that hurts JT more than anything. And I get it. It's like it's unrealistic for Steelers to sit there like, hey, you know what would be good? If we got fucking Zeke Elliott because uh, Najee Harris is not Zeke Elliott. It's like it's a basketball trade. It, it really is. It really is. Yeah. So, so the other part, I think the main part for Hefe is he's not like how Mike Mike. He doesn't really want to commit to Tua. He does. Uh, Hefe doesn't want to commit to Dak, even though Dak's the next factor quarterback. But it's the thing. We're like, yeah, I don't blame him if he wants to move Dak, but you're probably not gonna be able to move Dak. <laughs> in year one, Dak especially in year one. Doesn't he have a terrible contract too? Yeah, I thought yeah. he just got a extension last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that just that doesn't make sense. I don't see them letting you move a quarterback with big money like that. Like I know Dillard wants to move Murray, like Kyler, but that I just I don't see it being approved. I oh, just, no, he always said he saw the cap it and bailed out on that. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know. Just, just yeah, as and I, I th- like I just don't see big money QBs moving. I don't see yeah, moving Rod. I don't see moving Dak. I don't see moving Kyler. And the thing is, it's year one. Like, it is year one, guys. Like, we're not, maybe we're not in, like, year three or year four, you can relook trading a guy like Dak, but it's year one. Dak's not moving in year one. We're not even halfway through the season. We yeah. just and hit I, the halfway point. And they, and they tried to rework a deal where it was Dak and two firsts. They, did, they took the running backs out because it was, it was wild. And still didn't go through. Uh, that, which, makes, uh, that trade makes more, more sense. Uh, no, wait, was he still sending Najee? No, it was just Dak and uh, for two Steelers first. Oh, yeah, that I'm makes okay sense. I'm okay with that. That makes yeah. better. That makes better sense than the halfback swap. But, like that. Yeah, what's I, it's going to say you two first. So you got to send a two first and a, you know a current second or something. What's um, Dak? What's Dak's contract right now? Uh, Dak, it's huge. He has like a fifty mil cap it or something like that next year. It's like it's like they're trying to put themselves in fucking cash hell too. On top of it. Yeah. Are these like okay? So here's also the thing. Okay, uh, Hefe, you you move you move Dak. Okay. Who the fuck is playing quarterback now? Because you're not getting picket. Yeah, Cooper yeah. Yeah, he does not have a quarterback. He he would be uh he'd be asking JT to release Cam for him. <laughs> it just it doesn't make sense. So looking at so I just pulled up Dak. Looking at his contract, cap is 19 mil this year, salary is 66 mil, his bonus is 54, three out of three years left. Um, total 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 release penalty is 54.39 million. Um, the penalty uh, for this year is eight. So if he moved him, it'd be 18 mil for uh, the penalty this year. It's 36 if he trades him next year. Mm, that, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. You're not, you're not kidding. Like, come on, guys. Let's, let's be realistic here. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 bro, like, what do you, like, what? Listen, I, I got, listen, I have Herbert. I have thrown, I've thrown 20 picks to them. There might be three or four, maybe five that are thrown out of sack picks, which, you know, don't, nor the, you know, nor Herbert or I can control. But, dude, if you're not playing well, you're just not playing well. I mean, like, that's coming from me. 
holy shit, like, dude, you just suck right now. Like, I think um, King K mentioned the other day in in the other league, oh, Hefe, Hefe's rocking with them Falcons. I'm like, yeah, well, he's fucking, you know, that says a lot because he sucks with the fucking Cowboys, and that seems way better. <laughs> like, it's just the comp is better here. You're playing that other league that you know has shitty comp. You're coming here trying to run it up. Like, that's not how it works. Well, you gotta, you're just going to have to hit the fucking lab. Find the time. I got nothing else to tell you, but you're not moving, Dak. I don't see it happening. No, it's not happening. Really quick, I know A-Rod mentioned in chat. He was like, well, Deshaun Watson went for three first-round picks last cycle, which did happen. Like, Watson had a bigger bigger price tag than Dak. But, like, I, I think the reason why that trade was allowed is because Watson was actually on the trade block in real life. <laughs> like, he was literally sitting out in real life. Like, it, he was not a part of the Texas franchise. Yeah, but, like, that also doesn't help his case because Watson was a star, like, 85 yeah. overall. Okay, you're trading for uh, an 80, a high 80s X-Factor. So you 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 hurt yourself by saying that because now I'm going to charge you five first-rounders. Like, yeah. Hurt yourself by mentioning that dumb shit. Like you, that you didn't help yourself at all. That, like when I write it, I was gonna say something, but I'm like, I mean, you know, I don't even want to argue with this dude right now because the way arguing with A Rod's like fucking pulling teeth, and it just it doesn't make sense. So if you want Dak, you're gonna have to give up your all your first and maybe a couple seconds, but I don't see him moving for less than that. Yeah, I mean, look, I was a part of a, a season five trade a couple of cycles ago, trying to trade for Khalil Mack and. Clearly, there's a value on someone's, like, past history and their value in the league. Yeah, Even though I, I Clearly Mac was, like, 32. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. Like, th- so, like, clearly the, the trade committee, like, they, they value stuff like that. I don't know who the hell is on the trade committee every year, but every year they value stuff like that. Last cycle, I tried to trade for Justin Tucker. I couldn't trade for Justin Tucker because he's a future Hall of Famer. So, that's, that's just something. That's a part of the game. I, I assume maybe they're just saying he would just never be traded. Yeah, um, they're – yeah. But, I mean, so far, I like the trade committee, and it's only been three days. Um, I, I like that there's no dumbass fantasy, you know, trades going on. We're not seeing guys dramatically switching teams and, like, a lot of trades have been realistic. I was not a fan of a lot of the trades. All the trades have been realistic that have gone. Um, yes and no. I probably would have voted no on the Buccaneers um, last trade. Like you I think I probably would have yeah, voted no. The, the trade was, was bad. I was like, trying to get in like both, a bad, small trade ones, because uh, what's the face? Wanted some bad wanted ones. Wanted and had bad ones. Like, they're just like, guys that you don't see. I would probably would have voted no myself on that. The, the, the bunting and Mike Edwards? Yeah, the Mike or, Edwards. Yeah, the whole yeah. Mike Edwards trade. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like that's that's a like just give the fucking second, bro. Like just take the fucking second. Yeah, I I, I would have if they declined it. I would have understood why because it was, it was like two players in that sense. But um, you know, it, I guess they 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 said all right, matches value. At some point, they give a little bit of leeway. Yeah, I mean, I think they you just beat a into submission on that one. Um, yeah, that's the only trade I probably disagree with, and it's because Cole's in the slot bag. Um, other than that, I, I, I you know, uh, player for a pick, you had a player for a pick, you had two players for a pick. Uh, same thing with uh, Julian Love, uh, player for a pick. Like it's it's just 
normal trades that you see, you know, when you at the trade you, deadline. At the trade deadline, you know, I, we're 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 trying to win. Here's a pick. I want this player. Okay, yeah, boom. And it, it, you know, when it comes to football, there's not a lot of player for player trades unless they're like, you know, two practice squad guys. And they're like, all right, let's just take a fucking flyer. You know what I mean? Um, just because you know they're gonna learn a whole new system, they're gonna do all kinds of bullshit when it's player when it's a player coming into a a new a new team. I well, like I I think they can you can make player for player trades. It's just people have the wrong mentality going into these trades. Like there could have been a tool for Sean Murphy bunting straight up. They just Cozy didn't want to do it. Like he was down for that one. There's always one side that's like you know that has a different perspective on these trades that might yep. be out of the realm of the trade committee. Yep. And honestly, there, there would have been no reason to be selfish because you still have Brady. Like it's not like you're you're just losing out because you're getting Tua. You you're still having your quarterback. So. You're not losing out on nothing. Just trade it and have two ready for next year. Oh, exactly. You're just being selfish, and then you're getting mad about it. It's it's your own fault. Yeah. I, if he if he if he's mad about it, then he's an idiot. Because you're not trading, you're not giving up a pick uh, as well as a star a star quarterback for a corner. That is fucking. That is kind of stupid. Did he try to get Daniel Jones yeah. out of that or no? Yeah. No, no, not, not initially. He messaged me a while ago about Daniel Jones. Oh, I was curious if maybe, oh, I can't get two. I'll try Daniel Jones. Nah, he wanted Matt. And I was like, it's just unrealistic for the Pats to trade me. But I feel like, see, here's the thing. I feel like he would trade for these young guys. Right? I think he's looking at them because they're young. But what happens when he starts losing games because oh, Matt Jones has 86 throw power. Tua has 86 throw power. You know, what am I supposed to do? Yada, yada, yada. Like, Next, next I feel like season, it just right? Well, here's, here's how I felt him. Like he hit me up. I was like, yeah, that's just. I was like, you could hit me up next season. Like I could, I could see that being realistic. Where you know, Mac Jones has a rookie come in and outperform him, and then he's on the the trade block because you're not just going to keep him for no reason. You know, I could see that happening, but you're not going to get him while you know he's my only quarterback that has a, a future at this time. Um, any other trades that were rejected or uh, you want to talk about? Um, I think that those are the main known trades that are out. I mean, there might be more, but like, those are the trades that have been declined. Did you talk about Kamara for T-Law? Yeah. There was a trade. Oh, that was, good. that was the burn trade? Oh, wait, wait. That was, that was, that was, that was Kamara and a first-round pick for, for T-Law. Oh, wait, there was, there was another one. There was uh, – so Hype Mike and uh, – the Mikes went back to the drawing board. And Hype Mike said, fuck it. If they make me keep T-Law, I'll just take Jordan Love for a second-round pick, I think is what the trade was. Or it might have been a third-round pick. But that, that yeah, trade got declined. That's not a bad. I need, that's I need to know why that got declined. I need a real reason why it got declined. Yeah, I need to know why. Because that's not, that's not, that doesn't sound too bad. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe so Mike, Mike maybe put one of the rejected birds. What did you say? I think Jordan Love could go for a little less, maybe a third round. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Is like if the second was too much, cool. But if it was not enough, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with that. They, I think they said it was too much. So Mike put Mike put one of the trade committee's reasons why, and 
Uh, the, the dude, whoever typed it, had a good time typing it. But the main message in it was that Jordan Love is a 68 overall in his third year with no real traits that stick out, no real reason for him to go for a second-round pick. Oh, yeah, yes. If he's a 68, I thought he was, like, early 70s, mid-70s. Yeah, he's like a 68 overall, year three, normal oh, yeah, bad. Fourth well, round pick, not even a, not even close to the second. That, that was that was too Mike not wanting to take less than less than he wanted. Yeah, what a what a finesse that was! Holy shit, kind of finesse the shit out of Mike. I don't think he was trying to finesse it. I think Mike was just trying to get it over. Yeah, but he just he really he really wants to use someone that's not too teams. Yeah, he just he tried to afford a team. I don't understand because like he tried to trade T Law as soon as he got the team. So like I. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure what the reason. Yeah, he. I think. I think the Jags and Commanders had a trade that they didn't go through. Never heard about it, but they they had submitted a trade, like it showed up in chat, and it never that got approved. So. Yeah, that was. I don't know what that would have been. Well, that was what. That was You're wagging. That was for T Law. They wanted him to do two first and Chase Young. Trade committee wanted but, two first and Chase Young T-Law. But, but he has Sam Howell. Let me get Sam Howell. Sam Howell's good. I don't know what it is. It feels good not to be in these predicaments anymore. <laughs> At least for this year. I, listen, I, I will say, I, all I asked JT was for an ability quarterback, and I got it, so I'm not going to bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I believe that's all the uh, the the stuff that we know about. You, would you be able to end it for me, Coach? I'm kind of um, like outro or do the typing. I'll I'll do the outro. You can just do the typing. I don't know how to do the typing, so. <laughs> uh, see, are you able to do it? Thank you. Thank you. So. You know, fun time talking about the trades. If Eagle again moved, it's just never going to happen. Try again in two years, maybe his contract here. He hasn't really panned out for us. Boom. He throws 40 picks, he loses his dead. So, boom. Yeah. When you're ready, uh, HD, just let me know. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Everybody, yeah, if, go ahead, give your outro. everybody in PML, have a great day, and we'll see you next time.